Yes, it's the second Unleashed Cast Talent Focus. This time we talk about Zurich going green, the advantages of working from anywhere, and on the flip side of that, some rather interesting comments from the CEO of Morgan Stanley. I'm John Kennard, and this is Unleashed Cast. Here we go. Yes, welcome to the second Unleashed Cast Talent and Recruitment Focus, and I'm welcoming back an old hand at the Unleashed podcast now, Ali Navrat, Talent Recruitment Lead, Senior Journalist here at Unleashed. How are you? I'm good, thanks, John. Just coming out of a cold, so if I sound a little bit a little bit croaky, <laughs> I apologise, but hopefully on the, on the other end of that. Nope, you sound fine to me, and um, really glad to do our second one of these. Again, we're going to be rounding up two or three stories from the last three or four weeks and uh, to see what we've been talking about in the world of talent and recruitment at Unleash. The stories we've been publishing, the initiatives businesses have been uh, putting together for their people, those kinds of things. And the first story we're going to come to is about Zurich. The headline was, why sustainability is core to Zurich insurance. My question, sustainability and insurance, not necessarily the go-to, but they're making real inroads here, aren't they? Yeah, they are. And it was really interesting because in the interview, I really found that Sally, the interviewee kind of global head of talent and learning at Zurich Insurance, you know, she was pretty, pretty excited about everything she was talking about. But when we started talking about sustainability, she really kind of perked up even more. It clearly is a really big deal for them. And not just because of this amazing um, HQ that they've got, which you know, I really, really would quite like to see in person. It looks really cool. Kind of, you know, a garage with only electric vehicles, loads of greenery, lots of using kind of rainwater and filtering it out, all that kind of stuff. But what I thought was interesting about what Sally said, I'm not sure how much it emphasizes in the piece, but in the kind of background bit, she said about how for them at Zurich, sustainability is so important to the company as a whole. Obviously, as you said, it doesn't seem like a natural friendship, but actually, for them, I think they're kind of pivoting to like, if they have to insure people's homes, obviously with climate, the climate emergency, you're more likely to have flooding, you're more likely to have tsunamis, any of those kind of storms that really are a problem for insurers and a problem for people. So they're clearly trying to do their best to kind of get ahead of it as early as possible and avoid you know, the impact on their business, but also the impact on their clients, their customers and kind of the world as in general, which is quite interesting. I, as you, a bit like you, didn't see the immediate connection, but the more Sally explained it, the more it made more sense to me. Yeah, it's great. I think basically I need to to put my preconceptions in a box because I used to work in insurance for a, a short amount of time, six months, I think. And the place I worked, I'm not going to name it, but uh, it certainly wasn't like this. I mean, this was 2010, so a long time ago, and businesses have their everyone's policies and focuses and and ethos has completely changed since then and and rightly so but um i think my preconceptions got the better of me there but it's yeah great to see really really great to see that they're kind of leading the way in this industry yeah definitely i think the whole kind of green spaces green offices is really coming into the fore i know we've written a few pieces about i think amazon and google are both really focusing on making their offices a bit more green not quite to the extent that zurich has done but kind of having a lot of greenery because I think there are studies that show how much it improves employee well-being, employee productivity. I and mean, we all like to have houseplants at home, right? It's kind of just on an extreme <laughs> flower wall scale. Yeah, and we also the other kind of public other stories that we publish around 
what constitutes good well-being at work is um as you say it's very important to have greenery around and and they're clearly listening to the feedback and making those changes for the better which is really really good so the next story is uh, about deal a tech startup uh, you wrote a story about hiring from anywhere tech so one of the really really good things to come out of the last few months is is that people are kind of embracing this way of working but also this way of hiring as well so tell us a bit about uh, the story from February 15th not long ago yeah so we've written quite a lot of stories actually about this kind of as you said hiring from anywhere working from anywhere and how it kind of brings equal opportunities no matter where people are in the world and these tech companies you know deal globalization partners remote boundless just to name a few have all kind of existed pre-pandemic but because people were hiring from anywhere before but now they're just doing it on a whole new scale I mean if you look at Unleash as an example you're in Bristol right now I'm in London doesn't really seem to matter (laughs) that we're not all in the same place but Unleash you know we've got employees in Canada in Hungary in you know Spain Estonia and we all work you know we're only a team of 35 but we have a lot of people all over the world and I think it it really is about companies embracing that kind of working from anywhere, hiring from anywhere and getting the right talent in. But I think it's fascinating that these tech companies existed before. It almost feels like what was the need before? But I guess that's more be- me being naive and living in my old kind of London office, nine to five, commuting five days a week kind of mentality. But yeah, so deal, we pushed really hard for this interview because back over the past year or so that I've been at Unleash we have written a lot about Deal and a lot about startups becoming unicorns and Deal was one that really has come into the fore. So I wanted to kind of talk to them about, you know, why they've seen this hyper growth in 2021 beyond just the trend being more popular. How have they actually gained all this investment? And the CRO, um, Sho Wang, said to me about, it's kind of all about being customer centric. So what they're trying to do is really play to the pain point because obviously hire from anywhere is great, but it's not that easy to do. So it's all about how you actually make it easy for companies to hire the best talent no matter where they are. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's really encouraging to see the growth, like you say, not just kind of organically or off the back of uh, an obvious global event, but it's one that's here to stay. And it also plays into our next story, which we'll, we'll come into soon. But I've been a remote worker for about six years, so it's always been quite second nature to me for a long time but um it's two things wrapped up in one isn't it working from anywhere and hiring from anywhere um two sides of the same coin but definitely something that's here to stay and all the better for it I think yes I definitely agree um and it's good it's just good that you don't you know you don't need to live in London to to work for big companies in the UK anymore for instance you don't need to do that if you don't want to obviously if you want to come and move to London that's great I'm a born and bred Londoner, so I'm a little bit, little bit biased towards London, but I don't think it suits everyone. And it's really good that like, you know, John, for instance, that you didn't have to move to London to work for Unleash. That would be ridiculous, really. But in the old world, that wouldn't have been necessarily for some companies to kind of go, well, you can't work here unless you live in Greater London. So it's, it's a really good trend because it should be about the best person for the job, not about where they live or where they can afford to live as well. Because obviously moving to London isn't affordable for everyone. Got to say though, I do miss it when I come up. Um, <laughs> very much so. But but it's nice to be out there a couple of times and, and hang out with everyone. But this kind of nicely uh, segues into our last story, which is 
based on the comments of James Gorman, the CEO of Morgan Stanley, who quite the zing of this, he said, if people stay, let's get this right. If people want to continue working remotely, uh, they're in job land. Instead, they need to be in career land, aka building their skills, developing their careers in the office. I, for one, off the bat, don't agree. But what do you think, Ali? I also don't agree. Um, I was actually thinking about this ahead of the podcast. You know, we've got an intern at the moment um, here in the editorial team. And yeah, she's come to the office and we've met her in person. But the first kind of week that she was here where we taught her how to write news and how to do these transcriptions, did it all over Teams calls, did it all over Teams messages. And yeah, I learned to write news and features in an office environment. But I think it's just a little bit lazy to think that you can't do it over Teams. I think it just involves people maybe trying a little bit harder. Just because something isn't easy doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. I also think it's all it's all about kind of open communication, isn't it? So if you make it clear, so that we do that with our intern, we make it clear she can message whenever she's never bothering you, then people feel like they can ask you what they might think are silly questions. In the same way in the office, you just turn around to your editor next to you and say, can you help me with this? I just don't think it's that different if you have that culture. And it's all about the culture. Yeah, completely. And I'm going to say, I don't know if you agree with this or not. Do you think perhaps it's a generational thing? Do you think that I don't like to, I generally, I understand the ideas of Gen X, millennials, um, et cetera, et cetera. I don't like to ascribe too many behaviours to each of these generations because I think they're a lot more fluid than we actually give generations credit for. However, having said all that, do we think that maybe the CEO of Morgan Stanley is kind of seeing his business in a bit bit of an old school way, do you think? I think so. Um, The banking sector has always, what has proven in the pandemic that it's not really like remote working has existed because it had to not because they wanted to and they've been some of the first kind of obviously not the whole sector but a lot of banks like Morgan Stanley, JP Morgan, Goldman Sachs have been very clear that they want their employees back you know ASAP and I don't think that's the same you know that's not the same for the tech sector or some other similar styles where you can work from home you know we're not talking about hospitals or any of those kind of jobs where you can't work from home we're talking about jobs you can be a financial trader and do it from home people have done it for two years but they seem a little bit backward with it I think it is just it's easier they think it's easier for people to learn in the office and they and it probably is. It probably is easier to turn around to your colleague next to you and get them to help you with something immediately. But as I said, it's not just because it's not the easiest solution doesn't mean it's the best. But also, I think I'm in the piece Julia Adams said about kind of introverts and people like that. It's like a personality thing. Some people in the office might have not wanted to bother the person next to them. They might feel more empowered to just send someone a quick Teams message when they can reply to it when it suits them. So I think there's definitely a kind of, it's not black and white. Nothing ever is, (laughs) annoyingly. (laughs) It'd be great if you could say, you can only learn in the office or you can only learn from home. But that's not how it works. People learn in different ways. I don't know if you think about this, John. Obviously, you've got young kids. But I remember when I was learning at school, we all like had different ways of revising. 
like for me it was all about color and all about like writing the notes really neatly but some people didn't they didn't need that they could just scroll everything down I think it's it's never you should never say one thing works for everyone no I completely completely agree don't don't get me started on homework my daughter doesn't bother doing hers and the, the younger daughter doesn't really get any um at the moment uh, she's got that joy to come yes she, she she can't wait I'm sure but um yeah so three great stories there uh from the talent and recruitment space we finished on a on a good story because I think it's it's raised a question that's been raised before I wonder if it'll ever get result there, there is no resolution to it really is there it's just it feels like there's there's always going to be this battle between people saying you can do it one way and you can't do it the other way. And uh, I think there's, for me, I think there's enough companies out there proving that it's possible. So maybe it was just, just for the headlines, who knows? I think as well, surely the thing that everyone needs to do is ask their employees what they want. Do you want to do in-person learning? Do you want to be in the office? Do you feel like you can approach your colleagues or not? And it's all about employee listening at the end of the day. What do your employees want? Don't assume you know them. They know what they want. They'll tell you if you ask them. Perfect way to finish. Ali, thanks again. Thanks, John.